All right, folks, welcome to the runningrestaurants.com podcast. We're bringing you the tips, tools, and techniques you need to make your restaurant more profitable and successful. I'm your host, Jamie Oikel. Today, I got a great guest, great episode for you, Seek Hanneman, who's the owner of Seven Brothers Burgers. This is going to be fun, Seek. We're going to talk about the business. I want to dig in. You guys have a great backstory, big family story out there in Hawaii. Tell us about it. What you got? Yeah, so we started the business about 14 years ago. My mom and dad had bought the uh, the original restaurant. It's kind of a hole in the wall back in Kahuku. If anyone's been to Kahuku, they'd kind of know that it's kind of a smaller countryside Hawaii town. Um, but yeah, really had no business doing any kind of restaurant. We had no experience at all. And my mom and dad just kind of jumped in full head forward. And so um, one by one, each of us brothers kind of jumped in seeing kind of the excitement around it and see what my mom and dad were building. Yeah. And um, yeah, kind of brought us here today where we have seven locations. Um, and currently, you know, we launched the franchising thing about a year ago. Okay. And um, so now we're kind of pushing full steam ahead with uh, the growth. Where do you fit in in the order of brothers? So I'm number five. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm on the, uh, the younger side of the, uh, the seven. <laughs> we, we, we talked just a couple of minutes before we started recording, and I asked him, I said, how big the family is. And yeah, just, just you got you to gotta lay the numbers on people because it's amazing how big your family is. <laughs> yeah, so my, my dad comes from 14 brothers and sisters. And so when we all get together, yeah, it comes in about somewhere between like 160, 170 people. It's, it's yeah. massive. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And we we're talking right. about, you know, you're starting to have kids. I'm sure your brothers are having kids, and there's just, just so many people. So, Great to have a big family. I'm sure the Hawaii, the Aloha spirit, that's just a big part of what you do. Talk, talk about that culture, that feeling that you guys bring. Yeah. You know, um, when my dad first started the stories, he really wanted to emphasize the concept of having a feeling that when the customers come in, they feel something different Yeah, from the food to the customer service. Um, and he, he would always say, we want to make sure the customers are leaving better than when they came in. And so a big piece of our business model and what we wanted to really come or get across to the people coming through was Aloha. And Aloha in Hawaii, I mean, it can mean hello, goodbye, but also there's a feeling attached to that and they call it the Aloha spirit. And so we really try to make sure that everyone comes in, feels like family, feels that Aloha spirit and feels, it feels different. I, spe- I think especially today with the restaurant world going where it's going, where it's everything can be faster, more convenient. We really try to kind of slow down a tiny bit on that piece of it and try to take the time um, to when people are sitting down, they actually feel like they're being noticed and appreciated. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's been a large part of, we believe, our success is just making sure people are yeah. feeling like they're seen. Yeah, there was a, I, I grabbed a quote somewhere on your site, whether it's the homepage or when I dug in, and I think it echoes that. And maybe you can speak a little bit more to it, but it says, you know, we're not in the burger business. We're in the, the business of changing lives. And I don't know if that goes to the customer side or to the franchising side, but maybe you could just talk, talk a little bit more about it. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of goes to both sides. So growing up, we're, we were, uh, we're Christian we're Christian based. We believe in Jesus Christ. And that has always been kind of the centerpiece of our business. And making sure that we actually care for people um, and kind of going a little bit deeper into what I was saying about, you know, the restaurant business and where it's going in the world. Um, we really try to make an emphasis on people's um, on people's time and making sure that when they are dining with us, they are feeling like, OK, dang, this is a different experience. These people feel different. The culture feels different. 
um, within hiring people and training people, we really make an emphasis on making sure they feel like they're a part of the family. They're a part of this bigger picture yep. that every customer that comes in, every person's coming in with a story. We don't know what that story is, but it's our job to take that opportunity to find out what that story is and how we can make a difference in their life. And so, um, so we really kind of attacked that full force ahead of, Hey, we want to make sure we're changing lives here. We want to make sure that we're taking yeah. the opportunity to, that these people are seen and that they're not just a number on the board. Um, yeah, especially, especially in the restaurant business, that can be uh, one of the telltale call outs that people say, ah, oh, I'm just here. They don't believe in me. It's a, I'm a temporary person. And there's, there's a lot of opportunity to, to move past that uh, to, to, to your point, see the real person and develop them and, and, and find out who they are. I want to talk about, we'll probably hit on hiring and training in, in a little bit, uh, but something popped into my head. Talk about the, the experience of the store. Um, it, is it quick service? Is it sit down? Is it a combination? What do you, what's, what's the in-store experience look like? Yeah, it's quick service. So typically at each of the, of the stores you order at the counter and then something that kind of separates us a tiny bit from quick service is that we take the food out to them. Mm -hmm. um, we bust their tables and um, we have this thing called the Mahalo card that kind of seals the deal for the experience of the, of the person sitting down. Okay. And the Mahalo card is just a handwritten note, basically expressing our appreciation that you guys chose us and not somebody else today, this afternoon or this evening. Um, but yeah, it's very, it's very much like any kind of quick service restaurant, but those are the two kind of service pieces that people are a little more, you know, taken back by because they feel like our last touch with them is when they take the order Yeah. and then we're checking in on them. And then we are, um, you know, busting their cables and giving them a little bit more of a connection than just, you know, see you later. What's, uh, are, are there opportunities on that handwritten note? Does it ever, I mean, maybe it's pre-printed and maybe stuff, does stuff get added to it based on the actual location or the experience? What, what other opportunities are there? That, that kind of touch point, because it, it's something that gets missed in a lot of places. Saying thank you gets missed, first of all. Like, that sucks. Like, I, we, we dine out so much lately, especially with the kids running around, and I hardly ever get a thank you. So that so I could appreciate that as an aspect of it. But, man, if you go an extra step and actually, like, show caring, it's, it's I, it can be a big deal. So anything you guys do that adds to that touch? Yeah, I mean – so from that touch and on the Mahalo card too, we have our socials attached to it. And what we've tried to do is kind of become a little bit more engaged on the social piece of the business. Sure. And so it allows them, it allows them to go to our socials um, and get a tiny bit more of an inside scoop on what we're all about. And that's what, that's where we really want to kind of, not only make that connection, but then continue that connection just through our social media. Right. Yeah. And so um, my dad, how the Mahalo cards came about is he felt like it was such, there was something missing as far as that last piece of connection when people were leaving. Right. And so he wanted everybody leaving the restaurant with that connected feeling of dang, these guys actually hand wrote me a note saying, thank you. I came here. Because you're right. Nobody really does it. I feel like it was something that was done in restaurants quite a bit back in the day, but it's gotten lost, you oh, yeah. know, where you get like the man, the general manager's handwritten note on his card with his number and his email. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think it's it's been lost through the weeds of just getting food out faster. You know, that's kind of the main demand right now. How fast can I get this stuff out? And so, um, but yeah, like kind of like what I said before, that Mahalo card kind of 
seals the deal as far as that connection with us between the customer coming through. Yeah, I, I like it, man. I had I had I didn't didn't wasn't aware of that, and I I can appreciate that. Again, I I swear we we walk out, and a lot of times you you don't even get the the, the thanks for coming in message from the hosts that are standing there <laughs> watching you leave. It's 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 crazy. So yeah. so many missed so many missed opportunities. So um let's go let, let's let's stay with socials for a second what what do you guys find most active for you what platforms do you use um maybe you can name a few that you like what do you think yeah i mean we, we're kind of we're really new to the whole social piece of it we've had instagram for a while but never really utilized it um and so instagram is one where we've kind of tried growing over the years okay um so we're on instagram facebook um and then just recently we just launched a youtube channel about okay. six, seven months ago where we okay. try to produce one piece of content to two pieces of content on there um, a month. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our goal as far as the social media, like I said before, it's just another way for us to stay connected to the people that are already visiting us if they haven't visited us. Yep. And to kind of understand and hear a little bit more of our purpose, the whole purpose of just trying to change lives and, you know, create connections. Yeah, especially you know, for a brand like like you guys that are have that have a lot of fun aspects to it, you you can you could play with social in, in ways that are very different from a lot of other brands. So so it'll be you'll be good to be creative there and, and and use the creativity of your team to come up with ideas, brainstorm. But you can have a lot of fun there. Um, I don't use it much, but I'm hearing more and more restaurants are, are start playing with TikTok with the videos, uh, doing 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 short doing short form stuff. Uh, is that something you're going to dip your toes into, uh, at all? You think, have you played with it yet? Uh, a little bit. So on the YouTube side, so what we do is we produce one piece of content, which usually runs about five to 10 minutes. And mm -hmm. then we'll splice that up into YouTube shorts, usually uh -huh. about three or four, four of them yeah. to throw back to the main YouTube piece. And then we'll also use those same shorts for reels on the Instagram page. Okay. And so, um, again, still learning a lot of these concepts and strategies on the social piece of this thing. But um, the idea is that YouTube is kind of the, the centerpiece of the content that's being created for the month. And then we use that that longer piece of content for um, for smaller pieces of content to promote everyone going back to the original source, which is the YouTube. Gotcha. Um, the original YouTube post. Yeah. Yeah. Um, TikTok, we haven't played around with too much. We do have a page, um, but yeah, we haven't played around with it too much. Yeah, I, th I think at the end of the day, what you're what you're probably doing by slicing up the content, that same content could probably be re repurposed on that platform yeah. as well. Same idea, real shorts. They're all kind of the same same bucket. Mm -hmm. So that's good. You're doing yeah. You have that big make a nice big piece of content, slice it up into a few segments, put it out, put it out, keep keep active. Good, good. Uh, let's um, since that's social marketing, let's talk a little bit more about customers, how you, how you get customers into your restaurants, how you bring them back, whether it's loyalty, uh, first time messaging, I don't know, maybe you do discounting, maybe you don't, maybe you do special offers. Maybe you do talk, talk about how you guys think about getting and keeping customers. Sure. Yeah. So kind of going back to my dad's kind of root of this whole thing again, he's, he's always been against promotions, any kind of discounts. Um, he's always felt like, Hey, if the food is good enough, they're going to come and they're not going to shake a stick at how much it is or, and if they have a really, really good experience, they're going to come back. That's right. And so um, we've kind of, we've dabbled a tiny bit in promotion things, but we've really tried to stay strong to our roots of just quality, good, good food with an experience that absolutely just blows their mind. Yep. yep. Um, and so the idea is for them to come back again and again. In Hawaii, it's a little bit different just because we're, we're very tourist based. And so a lot of times we get a lot of, you know, first time customers. Sure. 
And that's what's so cool about growing in the U.S. Um, you know, we have two stores in Utah and one store in Arizona. Okay. It allows us to kind of make sure that they could be um, a repeat customer, you know, if they've already visited us in Hawaii, which is really cool because we do have a pretty cool um, audience in Utah and Arizona that do come and visit us in Hawaii. Okay. Um, and so as, as far as the marketing piece, yeah, we've really just stayed true to the piece of just, Hey, let's make sure we have really, really good food so that they're talking about it. And then let's make sure they have an incredible experience. Something my dad came up with, it's called face-to-face marketing. Yep. And it's where we actually invite them to share their experience on social. Okay. And so something we train our employees on the people that are, um, on the front of the house, on the service side is, hey, if, if you realize people are having a good experience and they're blown away at the food, invite yeah. them to go to Yelp, Google, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. and all this up. And so we always say, you're not only you're not only serving the one person that's sitting down with us, you're serving to their 100 followers, their 200 followers, their 500 followers. Yeah. And we always kind of pitch this idea at any given point, if the restaurant is stacked, you're not serving that 60 people. You're serving 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 plus people. Yeah. So you want to create that impact so you can have that face-to-face marketing experience so that they do have that motivation to be like, dude, Seven Brothers blew me away. The food was mental. The experience was mental. And the customer service is unreal. And going back to the uh, Mahalo card, the Mahalo card creates such an impact that you have a ton of people sharing that on their social. Okay. So we'll take a picture of their little Mahalo card and blast it out to everyone along with their experience. So it's it kind of yeah. comes full circle. Well, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I, 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 that's that t- when you talk about slicing content and we don't do enough of it, but that little piece there where you just talked about that last two minutes of content where the training your people to think the bigger picture that yeah you're not just serving that one person it's their audience it's that amplifying effect that's a that's a really important thing that i can guarantee you the majority of servers out there don't think about they're transactional this this person this this table they're not thinking bigger and and when you can do that it's it's a big deal it's a big deal so all right let let, let um let's let's go to um well on the comeback side i'm just curious if you do loyalty stuff do you guys do you have the app do you do you bring people back do they get are the rewards is the other side of it any of that any of that going on yet yeah yeah we definitely do we have um so we run our pos system through crisp which they also are the provider for our app okay. and there is a loyalty program on there so there's an incentive piece where if you download the app you get um, free combo fry, you know, something simple like that. Yeah, we do. Uh, yeah, we interact with the customer a tiny bit through the app. We try to send out these two messages. We do have email marketing, which a lot of times isn't promotional. Mm-hmm. It's more of just like updates with the restaurant, yeah. family, news, um, new menu items. Um, but yeah, those are kind of outside of the in-store marketing. That's the, those are the little touch points that we have with the customer. Um, that we kind of try to utilize. And I, I'm glad to hear you say that you have kind of a schedule for, for reaching out. Um, I, I've talked about it before in our shows or our, our webinars. Uh, if I have a choice to eat out, if you have a choice to eat out, all your customers have a choice to eat out. A lot of times what we do is you, you hit, I hit Google maps and I hit restaurants. Cause I'm just like, I'm just like, I, I know the restaurants, but, but hit me. And so I start seeing stuff. And then, it, then the other thing that kicks in, what, what has, what have I, been exposed to lately. And maybe it's an email. It's something I saw on social. Just drive by, you see place. What's in the head? How can you be in their head more often to get that one extra visit a month? So you have to do 
those variety of things. Is that, is that kind of how you guys think about it? Just touching them, making sure they're thinking about the brand and so forth. Yeah. I mean, um, as of late, we've just tried to be inside their, their kind of, um, what'd you call it in their feed, you yeah. know, as much as possible. Um, again, we've never really come to the idea of like, okay, we're pushing this out so that they, so that they're coming to us more than once or more than twice or more than three times. Yeah. It's really comes down to the connection. That's, that's kind of been our marketing foundation is if we create a connection with these people and if we actually are engaging with them, they're going to come. And then on top of it, if you have insane food, they're going to want to come. Yeah. And so it's always really been about that deeper connection. It's just, if we could be the light in this person's day for, for this little 10 second snippet of time, you know, then we're stoked. And right. so it's never been about, Hey, how do we kind of lure these people back in? How do we make them come more than once? It's if there's a deeper connection and if we're sincere and genuine about it, it's not even about having them come back in. It's them wanting or have that desire of like, dude, I have to be a part of whatever yeah. they're doing. Good. Love so, that, um, but yeah, we really try to kind of dig our feet really really deep in the dirt as far as just making sure that we have that sincere connection with the people that are coming through. And yeah. it's not this, Oh, you got to come try this right now. It's more of just, uh, dude, I want to be a part of that. I want I want to see what they're all about. I want to hang out with them really. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it, it. Well, that's interesting. C capture that in the expansion phase. Okay. You guys are starting a franchise. You're looking to grow. Um, you got th three or four locations on the islands and then three or four in the U S and talk about where you're looking to grow. Who is a good partner? What you're looking for in a franchise partner? Um, how does all that stuff play out? Yeah, absolutely. So, so we have four stores right now in Hawaii that go across the whole North shore. We have two stores in Utah, one in Provo, one in Saratoga Springs, and then one, our latest store that opened up in Arizona, Queen Creek. And that's our first franchisee that is okay. open. Okay. And so as far as finding people to grow, it's a lot, a lot of it's more of um, kind of just like how, how we kind of see employees. Mm -hmm. um, we have this kind of funny little tagline on our franchise website is the people that we bring on, we want to make sure that we can surf with them. Yeah. What that means is pretty much, you know, we want to make sure we mesh with them, that they have yeah. an understanding of who we are, that they understand our values, our policies, our, our standards, yep. because that alone is like the biggest piece for us, you know, like, do they mesh with our family and our beliefs and our understanding of what we feel like success is. Mm -hmm. And in starting this whole franchise process, we talked to like a ton of people, you know, do's and don'ts, some of the fears, some of the nightmares. Right. And so our biggest thing going into this was we don't want to deal with any of that. And so let's just go at a steady pace, our pace. Let's grow it. Let's grow at what the market will give us yep. and then just make sure that we're a hundred percent prepared and have the right people in place to do what needs to be done. And so again, it goes down to that connection, that chemistry that we have with the people. We want to make sure that they have a full understanding of, Hey, we're going into this with these beliefs, these policies, these standards. There's so much more of a deeper piece to this than just the concept of flipping a burger and making money. Although that is an important piece, but that connection piece is like crucial for us. Um, what about yeah. territory? So you've, you've identified those two States. Is that you want to, are you looking to build out those two or there, is it a West, West yeah, Coast so, is next? Uh, what else? What else is. So right now we're trying to grow uh, Utah, Arizona, Idaho. So those are the three States that we've got a ton of people that we're talking with. Okay. And then Hawaii as well. So those okay. are the four States that we're trying to expand and grow with the franchise model. 
Gotcha. 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 So if I, if I was a prospective franchisee, one of the first things I always, I would ask is uh, what are the systems in place? What can, how much, not, 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 not to be crude, but how much money can make? What are the profit margins look like? How, how do you talk about systems? How do you talk about, you know, cost of goods sold? How do you talk about margins? You know, what, what are some of the selling points operational that you, that you guys bring to the, bring to the table? Um, honestly, before you even hit the systems, um, again, it's, it's family centered. So we just want to make sure that they themselves, like, I, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with this, but we want to make sure that they really, really understand the culture yeah. of it. Like that before all of the systems come into play, they really need to understand the culture and believe in the culture and become yeah. converted to it. Yep. The systems themselves, um, we really push on the whole crisp system as far as our POS. A lot of the restaurants being organized and operated through crisp POS. Okay. Haven't seen that. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a smaller it's a smaller POS company out of Utah, um, but they do a really really good job, and they are building their company and their POS around the concept of franchising. So okay. it makes the franchising process easier as people come on board. Okay. Cool. Um, as far as profit margins and and those things, we kind of we kind of dial into those things once we get to a certain level, yeah. and so we push out the FDD first and foremost, and making sure that they understand everything that they're getting into, and then from there we kind of do a deeper dive. We do a discovery day and understand who yeah. they are, what they're wanting to get out of it, and if it all comes down to like, dude, I'm going to be like, whatever, whatever, you know, then we start to kind of realize, okay, maybe. Maybe they're not seeing the bigger picture of what we're trying to get out of this thing. Um, expansion yeah. to growth is is obviously the, what we're trying to do, but we want to make sure we do it the right way. Um, and it's not just, dude, let's go. You know what I mean? There was a, yeah, I appreciate that. There was, I, I, there was a couple of things I grabbed from your website. One of them hit, I think hit what you already talked about on the franchise side, catch, catch the seven brothers wave, you know? So yeah. I, I thought that was what yeah. that surfing, <laughs> that surfing aspect. And then this one was funny somewhere, uh, wherever it was. It says, don't paddle out if you don't plan on getting some lickings. Because, you know? like, yeah, the restaurant business is tough, right? You're going you're gonna to get beat up and it's, gonna, it's not going to be easy. So what, I'm sure you're probably talking to experienced folks, but you got to explain to them, hey, this is not going to be, it's not going to be simple, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're it's funny. You know, we're talking to a lot of people that don't have a lot of experience. And so with people that don't have a lot of experience, they feel like, oh, dude, restaurants are so easy. Like, yeah. I'm just going to you know, flip a couple of burgers and make a little coin. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, we really try to dial into that whole piece of it that, Hey, this is, this is a lot of hard work. You're going to have to roll up your sleeves. Your hands are going to get dirty. You're going to be the guy that's mopping up grease on the floor, you know, yeah, all <laughs> it's, the fun stuff. Yes. It's not all, uh, it's not all, um, sunny and rainbows, you know what I mean? And so, and a lot of people understand that. And some of the people we're talking to, you know, they're, 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 you know, they're in kind of growth mode too. You know, they're like, dude, I'm looking for something different. I want to expand. I want to grow personally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I think that's where a lot of the excitement comes from is knowing what we have, the feeling that we have and the experience they've had by coming to us right. and wanting to be a part of it. Yeah. I think that's part of it. There's so many, so many brands. And again, I said, we, you know, we eat out a lot, so I see the different brands, but if I was ever to, to start a brand, man, I would, I would want to have something that has a story to it, that, that has a feeling behind it, not just another bland, you know, burger joint or, or, or sandwich joint or whatever, like something that really you can get, get behind that's, that's creative, that, that you can get a vibe. So, so I, I appreciate that, that what you guys are bringing, bringing to the market. The last thing I, I want to touch as we, as we sort of wrap, cause I was finding it fascinating to talk about the people challenge and you hinted at it earlier, but finding people in the business can be tough. 
uh, keeping them can be tough uh, and so forth. So anything you guys do that you kind of bring into the the secret sauce, well, maybe, maybe it's just having some family members around too could help out, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, to hiring people, finding people, any last uh, kind of secrets or things you think about when you're doing that recruiting piece? Uh, I mean, honestly, we kind of just, we stick to a pretty clear code of what, what's pretty typical, but something I guess that sets us apart is when hiring people on the very first question we ask them is define service. What is mm -hmm. service for you? And what was the last time you served someone? Yep. You know, give us a story. Yep. And in that, in that little question alone, it allows us to kind of see who they are, what they are. I mean, at the end of the day, you're hiring, you know, anywhere between 16 to like 22 years old, you know? Yeah. And a kid that's in the middle of high school, he's not thinking about service every day, right? <laughs> so, right. so a lot of them are like, uh, I don't know when the last time I served someone. But but then a lot of them don't. You know, A lot of them are like, oh, dude, I do this every single week with my family. This is what we do. And they've got this really cool, like, polished answer about what service means to them and how important it is for their lives. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we really try to look at people that are super selfless and really understand what other people are going through and not being so consumed on themselves. And I think that has given us a lot of success, uh, especially for the feeling that we're trying to create in the stores, is making sure that they're constantly after what someone else is going through. You know, how can I put myself in these people's shoes instead of just being, and I think it's hard in this day and age too, especially the, the hiring pool and the age that we're, we're hiring from, you know, a lot of them are so like consumed with their phone and the social media piece of it. And so it does make that hiring and that training process, I feel a little bit harder um, because they are so used to just kind of like, you know, it's my schedule, my day, me, me, right. me, me. Um, and so, I don't know, those are those are small little quality things that we try to kind of dig out of people. And um, it has made a difference a little bit in, uh, in regards to them just understanding and being fully converted to the brand and what we're trying to do for others. Um, yeah, it's fine. as you were talking about the generation, I was, my hand was going to my phone. Like I'm like, I know they love these things. <laughs> I can't pull them away from these devices. And even me, I shoot, I'm I'm more guilty of it now too. Same. I find myself gravitating to it. It's it's kind of it's kind of a kind of obnoxious. But but um, uh, all right, let's 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 close. Let's send them where you guys you websites. Send them to any social feeds you want. Share uh, what you got. Yeah, so um, our general website, sevenbrothersburgers.com. If you're interested in franchising, there's a franchise tab there, or you can go directly to the franchise website, sevenbrothersburgers or sevenbrothersfranchise.com. Yep. Okay. Social, we're Seven Brothers on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. YouTube, we've got a uh, YouTube channel where we launch one episode out a month. And so you got, they can look for that. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's been an yeah. awesome experience. Appreciate it, Jamie. Appreciate yeah. the questions. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. I, no, I appreciate it too. I love, I love, love digging in. So, uh, folks, see Kahneman, uh, from seven brothers burgers. You can find them on the web at sevenbrothersburgers.com and sevenbrothersfranchise.com. Uh, for more great, uh, information on restaurant marketing and service, people, tips, all that stuff. Check us out here at runningrestaurants.com. In the meantime, please hit the like button, the subscribe button, give us some feedback, give us a review. We'd appreciate it wherever you happen to be listening. Thanks. We will see you next time. Thanks, Zeke. All right. Uh, thanks, Jamie. <laughs> Aloha, bro.